Well, Ulysses, it's that time again. The Tampa Bay Rays facing the Boston Red Sox in Boston. Something about this rivalry gets your uh, blood going, and uh, I think we're all going to experience that, even though the records might not be as rival as before, but we're going to feel it this weekend. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. If you're interested in advertising and sponsoring the program, you can also hit us up there as well. So the Tampa Bay Rays have a three-game road series versus the Red Sox. And believe it or not, the Red Sox, who let's not forget, uh, they were, what, two wins away from making it to the World Series in 2021, made it to ALCS Game 6, whooped the Rays' butt, in the ALDS, and look where they at right now as they are below 500 and dead last in the American League East. Um, I would have thought we were in the twilight zone or the upside down if we looked at late August and someone was to tell me, oh yeah, the Red Sox would be below the Orioles in the ALE standings. That that's been an ongoing joke between us in this podcast. So will the Orioles have a better record than the Red Sox? Because we started this podcast June tenth, twenty nineteen, and that and that has been going on. Now again, they won the World Series in twenty eighteen, but if you look at where they were in twenty nineteen with eighty four wins, where they were in twenty twenty, where everybody got a ticket to go to the playoffs, you go to the playoffs and you go to the playoffs, and the Red Sox. Did not go to the playoffs. The 2021 season is the outlier because look at 2022. So they overshot. Everything went right for them last year. Everything that could go that that could go right went right for them. But overall, since 2019, they haven't really been a a stable W producing team right and and so this is when you need to take uh care of business they're they're in the cellar of the division you're going to see a couple of old friends in waka and hill friday and saturday so you are hoping that that knowledge can really help you out and 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 you take that series w yeah i am curious about this with the raised tie-in how much of a leash how long of a leash heim bloom has as general manager, I mean, it's a win now business and in a market like that, the heat gets there. And with such a confusing befuddling trade trade deadline that they had in shipping off Christian Vasquez, but getting back Tommy Pham and Eric Hosmer, it's like, I'm not really sure exactly what they're doing now in the Red Sox defense, not really their defense, but why things have gone awry. Uh, they are without Nate Eovaldi. They are without Tanner Houck. They are without Chris Sale. Trevor Story just can't get with it 
this year. And really, outside of Rafi Devers, the main studs in the lineup have sort of kind of underwhelmed this season, at least as far as producing and providing power. If you look at the numbers, like the the big slug numbers of the likes of Alex Verdugo, Story, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, it's not up to their level and caliber of previous years. I mean, on a normal team, yeah, you or, or you know, if they're if they weren't named those guys, you'd be like, yeah, they're solid players, but you you need much more production out of those guys. In fact, I think outside of Rafi Devers, the Rays or, or, or the Red Sox could be in a, a Rays like situation where they've got that one guy that's giving you 20 plus home runs. Legitimately, that that could be the Red Sox issue. Um, and then, of course, staff and the injuries that they've been dealt there. If you look at since the All Star break, uh, the Red Sox are 25th in ERA and 24th in whip. The Rays, conversely, not surprisingly, third in team ERA and fourth in whip since the All-Star break. While offensively, both the Rays and the Red Sox are kind of around the same barometer there. So you can see where both these teams are in offensive or in in diverting directions. Uh, just to kind of signal how bad things are for the Red Sox, Bobby Dalback uh, legitimately got his first career start at shortstop. When you're relegated to put Dob- uh, Bobby Dalback at short, things can't be going too good for you. And it all started, at least from a third-party perspective here, when, when they traded Renfro for JBJ. Yeah. That was like, Renfro did so well for the Red Sox, like mm-hmm. offensively and defensively speaking. So I understand JBJ's prowess with with the glove and the range. It isn't what it used to be, um, i.e. Kevin Kiermeyer in a lesser level. Yeah. But, you know, it's overall value. That's why I I, I I cannot understand race fans, you know, you know that that I listen to uh, the most. Just focus on one characteristic uh, characteristic of a player. Like let's yeah. say talk about Jose Molina, and they're like, oh, but, but the framing, but the catching, but the blocking, but the throwing. It's like sure overall value. Yeah. Those are the two most important words in a player when you're evaluating them overall value they can be the best hitter but if they whiff on everything if they are cafecito martinez bro overall value jose molina tremendous with the glove but if his bat is the same as mine which is a wet newspaper overall value so the overall value between jbj and hunter renfro i think it's decidedly on Renfro's side. So when that trade happened, that was a head scratcher. And then you're talking about the pitching. Well, talk about the D word here. Depth. The yeah. Rays have had more injuries than the Red Sox, even though the Red Sox have had plenty of them, like 15 or 16 guys on the IL. I believe the Rays at most were at 18. So very comparable. But the depth, who they were having to put in spots like you say Bobby Dalbeck in, yeah. in in shortstop well the race don't have that uh problem because their depth is built and that's something that Kyle Bloom 
has had two and a half years, three years to build. Maybe he's not there yet, but you do mention, mention the market and the franchise that it is, Boston, Red Sox. I don't, I don't think we should put a countdown on when is Haim going to get the boot, but that market is a little bit more fiery than, say, Jeter in Miami. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's a difference. Uh, conspiracy theory and that Renfro JBJ trade was awkward, and I'm not sure the caliber of prospects that the Red Sox got in return. I can't think of their names off the top of my head or how legit or elite caliber they were rated or considered. But, uh, and we do know about the history of JBJ with the Red Sox and as a fan favorite and so forth. But you had to know that, I mean, Renfro put up huge numbers in a market like that. But my conspiracy theory is maybe, is it just me or do I get Pat Burrell vibes? from Hunter Renfro, maybe that could have been a factor there in like, Hey, we just got to maybe, maybe some of our inside sources with the Rays can, uh, corroborate or, uh, or not corroborate that. But, uh, maybe that's a reason why he's bounced around a little bit or while, why he was shipped off after a year like that. It's not, it's a head scratcher. It's yeah. a head scratcher. Like, why would you get rid of that guy? Why? It doesn't. It doesn't really make sense in overall value. Like again, and and you're saying something valuable, which is a how are the prospects? Like, I can't tell you off the top of my head their names right. or how how valuable they were or how they're doing right now. But it is a head scratcher, and ultimately, no, that's a job, man. That's a job. That's an office. Yeah, it must, it must be a fun office. And it's a great office because a lot of people get paid a lot of money, but ultimately it's a job. Do you, yeah. Does anybody listening and watching this, and I know that you're watching this because you, you, you like to support us and you're subscribing to the YouTube channel and you're hitting that like button because you, you, you're great. Um, do you like going to a, an office where you don't like somebody? No. Nobody likes working and, with, a, with a sourpuss. Nobody. Yeah. And even if that sourpuss is a high producer and brings a lot of revenue or added value to that particular company, if that individual has a bad attitude and you don't want to be around that individual, uh, it doesn't matter if, say, he puts up 30 bombs and 20 defensive runs saved in a 260 batting average. Because at the end of the day, we've seen many players who just look at all the guys who put up good numbers, solid numbers, and they're on like, Team A, Team B, Team C. They're on like a different team every single year. Why is yeah, that? So exactly. just some food for thought there. Uh, Ulysses, uh, we need to inform the listeners. I'm liking the raised chances to take two out of three. So if you want to, and I might do this myself, uh, earn a couple of green Skittles, uh, there's only one place that people should go to do that. That is correct, and that place is called BetOnline.net, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they 
have you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kevin, if you had to name one dude who should go off at Fenway Park wearing a Rays jersey, who would that be? Uh, I'll say Randy. Mm, I like that. Who do you have? I like that. I got Brandon Lau, man. I'm going with the dog. I'm going with the dog. The dude knows he's having a little dog himself, a little puppy. Yeah. Boy puppy. All right. So he's all jacked up. He's going to be a dad. So um, uh, I think that's, you know, what is it called? Um, dad dog power? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that, that kicks in before or before birth. I don't know. But um, he has uh, historic numbers at Fenway Park, you know. He, oh, wait. Uh, he's actually going to have a kid. I thought you said he's going to have a dog. No, no. He's going to have a kid. Oh, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> I don't know if you made a joke there. Wow. Okay. I, I don't pay attention to what. You know, well, players having kids and whatnot. I don't. Well, it was in that, his so. Instagram story. He had a gender reveal party at the Trop, which is kind of a dope setting. And uh, yeah, man. So he's excited nice. about that, I'm sure. Um, and also, just going back to the Renfro comment real quick. Again, I'm just yeah. speculating here. I don't know for sure one way or the other. And sometimes it's not just a malcontent in the clubhouse. It could also just be a player or an individual that's very difficult to work with for a coaching staff or front office. Uh, David Sampson, former Miami Marlins president of baseball operations or president, I should say, uh, not baseball operations, president of the team, uh, would talk about that all the time about just headache players, despite whether they produced or not. Um, one thing I want to get to real quick, uh, and this kind of ties in with the Rays facing the Red Sox. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this, but the Rays 2023 schedule has been released with the new balanced format where Tampa Bay will play each of its division rivals 13 times down from the usual 18 to 19. And here's the kicker. The Rays will face all 15 national league teams. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm excited about it. They get to host the Dodgers. Uh, which is uh, a tremendous MLB the show type lineup. So that yeah. that should be cool. I mean, Trey Turner is a free agent, so maybe he doesn't sign back with the Dodgers, but it's still a pretty darn good lineup yeah. if you wanted to see that. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. The one thing I didn't like, which is exactly what you said, is the number 13. Uh, that means that uh, it's going to be kind of lopsided yeah. on home and away, which I'm not – particularly fond of i think that matters especially when you're you're talking about the division um you know crown i don't mm-hmm. like that bit like but maybe the math didn't add up but i mean there's there's smart people up there like couldn't you have made it 12 or 14 and still made it make it work i don't know i i, I would like think that. now of the national league teams that are either visiting the trop or the rays are visiting these ball clubs is there a national league team if there's only one national league team that you would enjoy or relish the rays facing most who would it be in 2023 would it be the dodgers would it be the phillies would it be the mets would it be the giants would it be the padres i would assume i i think i can eliminate the marlins because we're pretty familiar with them yeah you can eliminate the marlins you can eliminate 
the Cubs, you can eliminate the Reds or the Pirates. I really have no interest yeah. in seeing them. The D-backs, not really. Uh, Again, this Rockies, question this, this nah. question isn't about, hey, which which teams will the Rays beat up on the most? It's kind of like, which players on the opposing team are you most excited to see? But there, there aren't really exciting players, at least for me, to see in all those t- teams that I mentioned. Like, I'm not dying to see... No, C- no, no, I agree, yeah. But if I take those out, you know, I think... Depending, oh, do you have the schedule in front of you? I have. So the National League teams that are visiting the TROP are the Pirates, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Braves, the Marlins, the Cardinals, and the Rockies, while the Rays will make interleague visits to the Nationals, Reds, Mets, Cubs, Padres, Diamondbacks, Giants, and Marlins. Damn. So we're away on both teams that I wanted to see. I would have seen, uh, I would have, I'm going to saw on, um, the Mets. Right, because they're just star studded, and, and and that should be a really fun uh, atmosphere at the trap. I've I've been to Mets games at the trap, and they're fun. They're yeah. like they're loud, but they're not obnoxious like the Yankee fans. Like Yankee fans are just no Mets fans. I I dig that vibe, you know. Yeah. Um. So I would have said that if they had gone to the trap and the other team Giants, because I want to see Longo. I want to give right. them a standing O. Assuming that uh, Giants, he, assuming he plays next year, and that the Giants pick up his option. And I know he's battled injuries, but if you look at his numbers, he is still producing. Absolutely. He would uh, actually fit nicely in the middle of the Rays lineup. Um, I mean, I think that if there's a game at the trop to see, obviously the Dodgers is intriguing, but I think Phillies on July 4th weekend could be a really, really fun series. Now Mm -hmm. in in general, because I don't go to a lot of games, but just as far as watching breathing and living uh, an opponent that the Rays would be facing from the national league. It would probably be probably be it's close between the Mets and the giants giants because of the longo factor Mets because yes, it, it can be difficult to watch uh, when you're on the wrong side of it, but relishing and really soaking up the greatness that is Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. Which I would imagine over a three-game series, you would see one of those guys and that one of those guys would be available and not hurt by May 15th or May 16th through the 18th. And and even if they weren't available, like which I like what are the odds? But if yeah. if you if we have bad luck, still Bassett, Cookie Carrasco, like it's yeah. a it's a fun team. So yeah, definitely the, I think that's that's the podium yeah. for me. Dodgers, Giants, Mets. Uh, but if only one of them are, go- are are coming to the trap, then the Dodgers take that. But the Phillies would be fun, you know. They, yeah. they, they've got a lot of bats, and maybe in the outfield uh, you would see a, a fun, fun mistakes at the at the trap with that dome. You could see right. some really entertaining, you know, bloopers there. By the and I guess uh, I guess honorable mention to the Padres, assuming that uh, Tatis Jr. is back by mid-June of 2023 so that could be a, a neat little feature there but yeah, yeah it's just fun in general to kind of get more exposed to these other teams whether they're good or bad because there's a lot of players that again just about growing the game and maybe there's something a player does or you watch a player on another team that makes you 
really like that player. And good and, point with with the Padres because if they're coming, you know, and, and they are star studded, it would be yeah. really. And you could then okay, we talked about the return of Evan Longoria, maybe the return of Blake Snell. You know. Oh yeah, that's possible. That would be as fun. Well. There's a video uh, there. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, it is a Friday episode. Which means we have uh, baseball trivia and name that war. Ulysses, what do you have for baseball trivia today? Well, I have there were new updated farm system rankings uh, dropped by MLB Pipeline on August 23rd. Did you have a chance to look at it? Uh, very briefly. Okay. I will tell you that the race preseason rank was three. So I'm going to give you a few quick hitter questions, okay? Are okay. you ready? Sure. Number one, do you know what the Rays are currently ranked now in this 2022 midseason update? Midseason update. So the preseason, before the season started, they were number three. Correct. And who have, I would assume that... I mean, it seems like a lot of their top prospects, I mean, they've gotten opportunities, but I wonder if they're, they've considered them graduated or not. Uh, I'm going to say they've got to be top five still. I'm going to say fourth. Strike one, they're eighth. Oh, okay. So they dropped a couple marks then. Yes, they did. So my second question out of four questions you're going to get. Number two, okay. can you name four of the seven teams ranked ahead of the race? Oh, that's a great question. Four of the seven teams ranked ahead of the race. I would say Giants. Strike two. Oh, that's strike two? Okay. Okay, sorry. One, one, three strikes per question? Fair. You get four, four, four at-bats. Okay, Okay. Fine. Strike one. Strike one. Um... I'll say, wow, Orioles have to be up there. Correct. You are correct. They're number one. Okay. Top farm systems. I will also say the Marlins. Strike two. Oh, boy. Jeter didn't do that good of a job. No, he didn't. Um, I'm going to say the Red Sox because they're last in the ALE, so they got to have something on the come up, I would think. Kyle Bloom did not is not doing so hot. So wow. er, strike three. I will give you the seven teams ahead of the Rays in order. Number one, Orioles. Number two, you hate them, Dodgers. Three, Guardians. Four, Reds. Five, D-backs. Six, Texas Rangers. And seven, we love to make fun of them, the Pittsburgh Pirates. What is absurd is the fact that the Dodgers have, what, number two? Number two farm system. and They're incredible. They are the, I mean, they're running away with having the best record in baseball so that is insane whatever they're paying andrew friedman probably not enough so kevin they could have 90 plus wins by the by september 1st it's dumb it they're playing another sport yeah it really is crazy question number three do you know how many top 100 prospects the rays have on there i will say 
Six. Strike one. Five. Strike two. I could either go seven or four. I'm going to go four. Strike three. They actually have three. Only okay. three top 100 prospects. So my last question is, you know it. Who are these three top 100 prospects in the race farm system? Oh, man. Uh, I will say I'm going to go with a curveball here or a Jeffrey Springs changeup. Carson Williams. That is correct. He is at number 86. He's the wow. lowest ranked race player. Okay. Uh, I think I've got these other two. Absolutely 100% Curtis Mead. Yes, you are correct. He is uh, ranked number 38. Yeah. And despite his struggles in AAA, I will have to say Taj Bradley is the other. And you would be correct. He is ranked 21. Very good. That's a fun yeah. trivia question. I like the multi-question format there. there you makes go. got to uh, change it up. You gotta, um, sometimes you got to do the, the circle change sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, I like it. I dig, yeah. dig it. Questions, four different pitches, like Shane McClain. Um, My name that war uh, person, retired player, that uh, I want you to try to guess. Uh, former longtime Red Sox player, because the Rays are playing the Red Sox. His name is Trot Nixon. What is his career war? Wow. Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon. Great baseball name, by the way. Tremendous. Tremendous. It's like Drew Baker. Like, you're like, yes. if you're not a baseball player, you're just wasting your time. Pretty much everybody that the Rays drafted in the 2021 draft had a great, great baseball name. You had like Ryan Spikes. You had somebody with a last name Leather or Leatherman. Like, there were, there were like eight guys who had baseball terms in their first or last name. Yeah. Let's see. Trot Nixon. I'm going to go. He had like a. 15-year career. I'm thinking he was good with the glove. He was like okay with the bat. But everybody that's okay with the bat at Fenway Park is just automatically great with the bat because it's a sandlot. Hmm, this is a tricky one. I don't think he made that many all-star appearances maybe one or two also inflated because he's a red sox so they get a leg up on every voting mm. i'm gonna go with if he was there for 15 years he had like four really good seasons that's 12 then we have 10 left i'm gonna go with 24 war very good guess little overshoot there trot nixon's career war was 21.2 okay i don't feel uh, that bad 2004 world series champion never made an all-star appearance never won a gold glove uh left-handed right fielder uh did play 12 years in the bigs i don't know what you were thinking as far as career numbers, but um, pretty darn solid across the board. He was not a big power guy per se, and he was probably overshadowed because he did play 
during the heart of the steroid era. It was a lot of 15, 24, 13, 28 homers. But, man, you could basically uh, bring him to the ballpark and, and guarantee that he was going to give you a, a 280 batting average or so. Uh, his career line was uh, 274 career batting average, 364 on base percentage, 464 slugging, 828 career OPS, 137 home runs over his 12-year career. So I think one of those maybe players that went under the radar, but again, that that's a career that most, the, the vast, vast majority of all players would envy, let alone the fact that he made 30 plus million dollars in his career. That must be nice. Must be yeah. nice. No, good, good for Trot. And uh, also, he made it to a Hollywood film, Fever Pitch. So there's also that. Oh, well, I, I actually, despite the Red Sox obvious bias there, that great baseball movie, in my opinion. I haven't seen it in a long time. I was a kid, so probably like anything baseball related or sports related in the movies, I would have right. uh, really enjoyed. But I, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But if I had to guess, I think it still holds up somewhat. I would have to see it again, but I think it would hold up to it. And besides, like what there are bad baseball movies. I wouldn't put that in that one in the bad category, even. And I think everybody knows that is watching this because you guys are watching it because you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. See the push people push Mm -hmm. it, push it, push it. Um, I don't particularly like the Red Sox. I dig the movie. Fair. And uh, he had uh, Jimmy Fallon had Yankees toilet paper. So, Rays There's fans, that too. Yeah. Red Sox fans, Blue Jays fans, and Orioles fans can all get on board with that. By the way, Trot Nixon's real name, or given name, full name, Christopher Trotman Nixon, huh. for the record. Look at that. So, uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.